Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. And we are pleased to welcome you again to Two Pews in a Pod. Uh, Today we are sitting here for the second of six planned episodes around the topic of prayer. Previously, we began with the very basic question, what is prayer? And today, similarly, we want to start with a very basic question, why do we pray? And I'll turn to you, (laughs) my colleague, and ask you to take us down consideration of some responses to that question. Yeah, I think prayer is such a good way to connect with God, right? Um, For most of us, um, we have heard uh, when someone is experiencing maybe a need, they've said, would you pray for me? Um, And so definitely we might pray with someone who may be in need. Um, And yet we also pray for ourselves when we're in need. I think uh, that would be a good place to start. (laughs) What about for you? What's the first one that comes to your mind? Uh, As a response to that question, I would say um, keeping some sort of practice or discipline of prayer is Mm -hmm. a way of being mindful Mm -hmm. of God Mm -hmm. in the fullest sense of that word, not to reduce an understanding of mindfulness only to the intellect, but um, how we mind, how we attend our relationship Mm -hmm. with God. Yeah, I think that's really important. I know for me, it's this wonderful feeling of being held when you when you spend time in prayer, whether you're alone or whether you're with a, another person or a group of people. It is that that feeling that uh, you're held in God's presence, you know. Um, and so, as you say, that that connection, that relationship that you you take time to spend and to to not only share your needs, but also to listen to where God is leading and guiding in our lives. Listening to you raises a question for me, and this might be fun for us to talk about together. Most of the time when I think about prayer, I think of it as an exercise of language and Mm. thought. Hmm. Um, Whether spoken aloud or not, I, I think of prayer in terms of the words of Hmm. prayer. But as I listen to you talk of an experience of being held Mm -hmm. by God, I'm supposing that you are able to have that experience without necessarily speaking it into your life. Yeah. Can you talk about that with sure, us? Sure, sure. So for me, um, there are differing types of prayers, but one of the the ways that I, um, you know, it was during COVID that um, a friend of mine um, who is um, an Episcopal priest, um, she wanted to find ways to invite people into a differing spirituality during this time when we were all separated 
And so we joined together on Zoom, and um, she had what's called a singing bowl. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they're just a big metal bowl, and you have a stick, and you can bang on it. It makes almost like a gong sound. And so we would all kind of, in front of our cameras on our computers, we would take time to find a peaceful place. She would ring the bell, and then... We would sit there in the silence and um, together. There was something about being together, feeling the presence of other folks joining together with us um, as we uh, spent time focused on God. Now, I will admit that the first couple times I did this, I thought my brain started going in 50 different directions of all the things I needed to do or hadn't done. But in time, I learned to just sit in God's presence and and to focus instead on just being. And uh, uh, that's a, it's a gift um, to, to be able to do that. In recent years, my daughter has become um, quite devoted to the practice of yoga. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she would describe it in these ways, although I think she might. Um, she would describe what she is doing in yoga, and mm-hmm. she has helped me to understand that this is not, it may have physical benefits, but mm-hmm. it is not primarily like an exercise routine yeah. or a fitness routine. Mm-hmm. It is much more of a meditative mm-hmm. routine, yeah. an aligning of body and spirit. And in that sense, yeah. I think it's not inept to mm-hmm. say yoga can be a form of prayer. Yes, yes. I think as you as you develop the technique, right? I tried yoga a couple of times and I spent more time trying to stay up <laughs> or stay in the right position. Um, but I think anytime you start a new form of prayer at first, it can feel foreign and uncomfortable. Um, so being able to figure out what works for us and, and how God might be inviting us in uh, to that moment. Some folks... And I know um, in prayer practices growing up, often um, when we would gather to pray, there would be light music in the background, just the gentle, soft um, music in the background that would invite you into the melody, and you might feel God's presence holding you in that in that sound of music. I'm sure um, you playing music, sometimes you may also feel that feeling of, not really having a um, word thoughts in your mind, but just the ministering of the music as it kind of enfolds you into that. I do often experience myself being in resonance with rhythm and movement, of which I am a part, mm-hmm. but which are much larger than, mm-hmm. than me. Right. We might consider, is there a difference between prayer and meditation, and does the question even matter? Yeah. I I like to think of meditation as a type of prayer for me personally mm. because it is in that quiet time that often I take the focus off me and my wants and my needs, and I try to um, focus instead outside of myself And that's a time when I feel like God is able to connect with me and I'm more able to listen. 
um, to where God is meeting me in the in the prayer rather than me taking the active role. I feel like that's more of the passive role and God is doing more mm. of an active. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what about for you? Probably the opposite more okay. often. Um, if I intentionally, consciously pause to pray, mm. again, either in thought or speech, mm-hmm. I think of it as a linguistic activity. Hmm. Um, I am in prayer addressing God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with um, questions, sure. with petitions, with pleas, mm-hmm. um, P-L-E-A-S. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, well, and, and if, you know, I mean, you mentioned that definitely even it, the idea of prayer as linguistics comes into multiple different parts of our uh, linguistic understanding. So in a legal context, um, you it is a prayer that you write to the judge. It is, you know, I pray for this, so you're asking for this. So it, even in that um, situation. A plea. A plea. Yeah. yeah it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's using that language of, of request and asking. So definitely there are linguistic ways. I, I think it's a both end for me. Um, definitely. I, I feel and connect with God through the words, but also through, uh, the feeling through the environment around me. So um, that could be a gentle breeze. Um, and I think about how God is moving, the Holy Spirit is moving in and among um, the place where I am at that moment and thinking about uh, just sort of experiencing that gentle breeze at the moment. So it doesn't even, for me, need to have a word attached. Well, and often my words are not lengthy or elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most reliable moments of prayer in my life for many, many, many years is the moment of um, waking in the morning. Mm -hmm. And a habit that comes out of me without deliberate intention to do it, but when my feet are first on the floor, and often I will say this aloud, good morning, God. Yes, Um, it's beautiful. Often a thank you. And that may may seem even a little childish, but... Mm a sense of awakening to a day that is whatever it may bring. Yeah. It is a gift of God mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and God is summoning me forth yeah. by the fact that I have awakened and not died in my sleep. <laughs> I understand God calling me forth to yeah. this day of living. Yeah. Very often when I am preparing to visit people as a pastor, mm-hmm. And I know that they are in situations of urgent need and Mm -hmm. distress and turmoil. I will approach their room or their bedside Mm -hmm. with a prayer formed very much in my thoughts, Mm -hmm. a a prayer to be be able to sense where God's presence already is in Mm -hmm. this room I am about to enter Mm -hmm. and how I might... um, bear God's presence in my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, a holy thing to be invited into someone 
their home or their hospital room or um, to a place, though, where someone is in need and uh, to be able to to walk with them. I think that's a very holy space, and I, I think you're right. Um, being able to sense God's presence and where God is inviting us into those moments is is a wonderful gift. And I'm thinking also, as I think about those moments where we're invited in, I'm thinking of um, times in my own life where um, I might experience some tug or some pull in life where things um, may not be going the way I had hoped for or wanted in those moments, finding that invitation of, okay, how is God inviting me to pray into this moment and to experience God's presence even when things aren't going the way I was hoping for, right, Um, for myself as well. So I think those are, are very holy times, whether it's with someone else or with ourselves, just saying, okay, God, this isn't what I imagined. Well, it's interesting that we've been able to have this conversation go for as many moments as it has gone and not yet touched upon what I think is a common or popular understanding Mm -hmm. of prayer, that we pray in order that things will go the way we want them to go. (laughs) That we pray in order to effect some sort of outcome or consequence Mm. that we want and we (laughs) desire. You and I haven't said anything like that, and I know that both you and I do not think about prayer that way. It is always very faithful that we lift all of our wants and desires to God. But the purpose of prayer is not to bend God's will to our own. (laughs) Praying is not like rubbing the lamp so that the genie (laughs) will grant our wishes. Oh, darn. (laughs) And especially when things are not going as we want. Right. To ask that very mature question, how is God, what is God calling us into in a situation Mm -hmm. that is not as we would have arranged it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a um, a gift to be able to, get to that place. I don't think, I mean, I'm thinking of my early days when I was young. Um, and, um, when I was a young girl, I wanted desperately to have very long hair. Now you can't tell now because I have short hair. Um, I still want desperately to have very long hair. Very long hair. I'm not giving up on that (laughs) Not giving up on that one. Well, I remember, um, someone saying to me, well, you know, in scripture, it says, if you want something, you need to ask for it. And so I remember as a young a young woman, a young girl, I was probably about 10 or 11, going to bed and just praying as hard as I could, God, I'd love to wake up in the morning with beautifully long hair. Now, I will say my hair was long. Um, it was probably down the middle of my back, but I wanted Rapunzel hair, you know, this amazing hair. Um, and my mom had very long hair, and I think that may be where it came from. But I just... After someone said, the Bible says you pray for exactly what you want and God will give it to you, all you have to do is have enough faith. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And unfortunately, I woke up in the morning and my hair was probably some millimeter or so longer, if that, but uh, I couldn't tell. And I had thought, God, you 
you let me down. You abandoned me. You didn't give me this thing I wanted so badly. Um, and that's when I sort of realized it was in through that in talking to folks that were spiritual guiders for me, a spiritual guide to say, I don't understand why God would let me down that I learned that maybe that's not exactly the purpose of prayer. And so I think it takes some time for us to learn that and to get there. At different times in my life, I have heard people say, sometimes these words explicitly or others very close to them, prayer doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Right. And I realize when I hear that, that they are speaking from an understanding that yes, prayer is meant to affect the outcome. Right. Name it and claim it. Yeah, you might that hear we that. Want. Yeah. yeah. Um, and therefore, <laughs> to pray involves learning the proper technique that will ensure that, again, yes. that by our prayer, we are bending God's will to, to the own. satisfaction of our own will. Yes. And <laughs> if that is the attitude, most of the time, prayer will we will experience that prayer does not work. Right. Yes, I, and, and I think that I love how you talked about your prayer first thing in the morning, right? Um, my, my friends, um, when I was younger and uh, early in the Air Force, um, my friends used to laugh. They said that I had to have my chair time in the morning, and that's because I often would get up and I would spend time in sort of prayer and meditation. Um, now I do um, morning prayer or matins, but um, I always like to have that time in the morning to say, okay, God, where are you leading and guiding me today? But from an outside perspective, if you don't understand prayer in those terms, if you understand prayer more, like you said, in the, this is what I need, God, give it to me, a prayer of good morning, God, what do you have in store for me yeah. today is a, is a whole different way of looking at it, right? Because as the day unfolds, we see God's handwriting all over it if we are willing to take the time and look. We, I think we may have touched upon this a little bit in the previous episode, and I know you and I have talked about this mm. as colleagues, that, um, to put it a little whimsically, <laughs> I can't stand being still or quiet. <laughs> and so contemplative, right. meditative prayer practices have never... <laughs> drawn me. I don't like chair time. <laughs> um, Very active prayer time. But, but I would say, um, even that simple, good morning, God, yes. there is something, as that springs forth from mm -hmm. me, I feel divine energy springing me into the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and, and I think it, it invites you to, to say, Good morning, God, meaning acknowledging God's presence is always with us, always there, a part of us. And then I think it's it's acknowledging that invitation into the unknown, right? Into um, Martin Luther has a prayer um, where he um, mentions, um, you know, the journey un that's unyet trodden, you know, God's taking us on these new pathways. I don't think that's Luther. No? Okay. Um, um, well, either which way, there's this prayer that yeah. we have in our in our differing, uh, I think it's part of both morning prayer and 
It may be as part of an afternoon prayer. Yeah, and it shows um, up in many Christian traditions. Yeah. I could be wrong. We'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, we'll have to look I, that up. I don't think Luther is the author okay. of that. Okay, okay. I think I, I thought I'd read it somewhere, but that's okay. The, the point is, though, that that that's a, a wonderful image, though, that we are being brought out into this um, place where we don't know where the ending is, right? We don't know what's in front of us, except that... Uh, we are asking God to lead us and guide us, and that's a wonderful thing. Well, and I think we should, in our next episode, come back to that very point. Um, but I want to come back for a moment yet to the basic question for this episode. Sure. Why do we pray? Mm. I often think about the book of Psalms mm. and mm -hmm. that all of Those the are Psalms prayers. are human words, mm -hmm to God mm -hmm. or about God. Mm -hmm. And to think of the cyclical dynamic of God's mm -hmm. relationship, that those human words to God yes. as scripture mm -hmm. become God's word to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think to uh, one of the ways to answer this basic question, why do we pray, is because our words to mm -hmm. God even if they are not consciously formed as language, mm -hmm. will be, by the energy of God's Spirit, the way that God addresses, mm -hmm. touches, prods, holds mm -hmm. us. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up the Psalms, because in, in the Psalms, I mean, those are songs, right? But they are prayers, often a look into someone's intimate prayer that we might not share with somebody else. But... Um, the authors uh, that wrote that, a lot of them attributed to King David, invite us into those personal moments of prayer, but also into those moments of lament and those moments of praise and thanksgiving. So there's a whole myriad of emotions that go on in those. And um, you talk about not liking the, the quiet forms of prayer. I remember as a as a kid, my favorite psalm was Psalm 150, right? It was the, that noisy, riled yeah. up prayer of praise and thanksgiving with anything you can get your hands on. Use yeah. it to praise the Lord. And I, I think that that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful gift, right, that we get from, from King David or whoever would have mm -hmm. written those psalms. Well, again, thank you for joining us in this episode. We'll be back for part three in our series on prayer. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.